Hello and welcome to the Partnership Podcast. In recent episodes, we've heard from funeral directors on the unique challenges and difficulties of working through a pandemic. But of course, COVID-19 has caused some form of revolution at every step of the funeral process. So today we're going to zoom in on a different area that impacts your work by speaking to the people who provide many of you with the coffins you use. JC Atkinson & Son is a long-standing safe associate and has been no stranger to change and innovation over the years as the likes of green coffins have grown more central. How they now cope with COVID could have knock-on effects for a huge number of independent funeral directors. So today I'll be asking Greg Cranfield, their commercial director, how the pandemic has affected them and what their view of the future is. So, Greg, many thanks for joining me today. I do appreciate it. It's Friday, thank goodness. So, how are you, sir? Very well, thank you, uh, Malcolm. Happy to be coming towards the end of another week. (laughs) I bet you are. Yes, I know the feeling. Busy times, isn't it, at the moment? It it is. It's unprecedented. Um, It is absolutely unprecedented. The first wave was bad. I think the second wave that we're going through now is even worse, if I'm honest. Yeah, and Greg, that's what I'm picking up from our funeral directors around the UK at the moment. It really is feeling pretty relentless. Uh, and I guess you and your guys in your factory are probably feeling that as well, I guess. Without a doubt. Um, the, we, we learned lessons in the first lockdown, in the first wave, second wave now. We, we implemented them lessons, but we implemented them in November and we've been running that way ever since. We just, we don't seem to see the end that's the problem at the minute. There's no light at the end of our tunnel. <laughs> yes, and I think we can all relate to that a little bit as we watch the news. Now, look, um, Greg, it'd be really helpful. I know many of our funeral directors around the UK uh, will know you and indeed uh, are supplied by you. But could you just give us a bit, sort of brief background of Atkinson's, how it evolved and uh, where you are right now? Wow, there's a question. So, um, Atkinson's has been around since the 1930s, based up in um, Washington, up in the northeast. Right. Three facilities up there, um, supplying the funeral industry right across the country, knocking out now upwards in a normal year, if you will, around 80,000 coffins. So, this year, as you can imagine, has been significantly more. It's not just about making a product, it's about innovating a product as well, trying to give the public what they want, recognising the the evolution of uh, of change that's coming with different age groups and different demographics. Um, you, or, as, as a business, where do you get your insights from that, that tell you that, that preferences are changing in terms of the types of coffin and indeed the types of funeral? I was going to say a bottle of red wine, but it's probably not quite the right answer. <laughs> Um, we carried out um, a great piece of work about five, four years ago with Northumbria yeah. University about what people wanted, what people's expectations were. Yeah. We recently carried out a piece of work two years ago with Ipsos Mori uh-huh. about people's perception and how people wanted green coffins. Yeah. Um, and then just through general talking to people, general people, and not about coffins. Yeah. about life and about people's choices and how people change. And, and that's where the personalisation theme came from. Um, people now, they have, you know, with personalised birthday cakes have been around for years. Yeah. But it's only the most recent times where you've seen themed birthday cakes and 
So the, the, the birthday cake analogy is that it, it, it's done to mean, represent the individual. Yes. So why can't that follow through to a celebration of life? Indeed. Um, and have a coffin to reflect the person's beliefs and loves and, and, and memories. And, and that's where the reflections coffins come in. Um, it's where we've got things now like the, the blackboard lid, where you can write the, the personal notes, the glitter coffins. It's yes. all about personal choice, trying to reflect and celebrate somebody's life. And I noticed that on your website, and I, and I see, uh, and, and indeed some of the insights I get, a lot more colour coming into uh, the, these events. Now, I know we're in unprecedented circumstances, but your point around choice and celebration of life is still very relevant, isn't it? Incredibly relevant. Um, perhaps more so. It's been interesting to see that whilst people can't and are restricted in what they can do at a funeral, yeah. restricted in terms of the number of attendees, restricted in terms of orders of service. Yeah. Um, people are prepared to do that a little bit more for the coffee uh, and actually push the boundary a little bit more in terms of, well, let's have the, the themed coffin because that means so much more. People seem to be a little bit more emotionally invested in the coffin. Yes. If anything, we've seen an upturn in what we would class as the contemporary coffin, the mm -hmm. you know the, the non-flat flat lid plain side um, uh, oak or mahogany. Thankfully, we've been able to cope with uh, that, that, that increased demand. That is interesting. Now, look, let, let's let's just reflect on the last twelve months for you as a manufacturer uh, in terms of the build, the supply, um, and I mean getting your raw materials in building, trying to cope with demand. Try and paint the picture for us of what the last 12 months has been like for JC Atkinson in meeting that demand. We have literally had to double our manufacturing capacity. From the 1st of February to the end of February, demand last year just went vertical. Um, there were days when we were getting orders for literally thousands of coffins. Right. Um, totally swamping anybody, and, it, and, it was, and it, the whole experience of the industry has been horrific. To flex a manufacturing facility, to go from something in the winter, which you know, was 400 a day upwards, uh, to what was required, physically impossible. Yeah. Um, and flex the supply chain to get raw boarding, to get handles in the furniture and everything. The, the first wave was was just chaos. Uh, factory working 24 hours a day, seven days a week, delivery vehicles the same. And then in June, it went from hero to zero. Yes. Literally, demand literally fell off a cliff. Yep. Um, everybody realised that they had more than enough stock um so you then go with a manufacturing facility which has been pumping out 150 percent of its capacity to one which is only required to do 75 percent of its normal capacity and of course there's no forecast coming in from anywhere we don't know where this is going to go indeed then the second wave starts um you've learned a lot of lessons so you've got some more tools up your obviously this time and the I think the whole industry learned that we don't need to stockpile coffins. We're still back up there in terms of the manufacturing numbers. We've got back up there. We're still working 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 
vehicle fleet is still on the road 24 hours a day. Sure. Um, but we haven't got the long backlog that we had the first time. And that's the encouraging thing. What did this mean for your funeral director customers in terms of the way they were trying to order and whether or not they were getting the supplies they needed? There were times when, certainly in the first wave, um, our lead times went out uh, to unacceptable levels. We weren't operating how we would like to work, which generally is within 10 days, you will have a stock order. Um, we were nowhere near achieving that, no matter what we did, purely because of the demand. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the lessons you learn, and you move forward with the, the man who doesn't make a mistake never learns anything. Indeed. This time round, I'm very, I'm, I'm very, I'm really proud. If I'm honest with you, Malcolm, I'm really yeah. proud of the way the troops have pulled together at Atkinson's. We are, you know, we're, we're at day ten, by the way, for stock orders as we sit here today. But we are delivering within ten days. Yeah. Um, and that's working days <laughs> but uh it, it's a push and um, we've asked a lot of people to dig very very deep um just as the whole industry's had to do we know don't get me wrong i'm not after I'm not after sympathy the whole industry's gone Indeed. above and beyond uh, yeah. but I'm, I'm really proud of the way that the guys up at the factories have, uh, have gone the extra mile to meet the demands of our customers that's good news and what advice would you give funeral directors listening today just in terms of um order lead times then i mean any advice to to your customers out there in terms of their order patterns or how they should respond i, I would never even think and dream of giving a funeral director advice they are far more uh, emotionally intelligent than i am all i would suggest is order as you require right iron your stocks have faith in your manufacturer um all the manufacturers are doing the best they can. And together, communicate with the manufacturers, work together, and we can get through this. Communication is the key to getting it right. Yeah, and look, I, I think you guys deserve as much credit as our frontline funeral directors. Uh, we, we know the uh, praise for the NHS, but at the same time, the whole funeral director industry, the independents particularly, uh, have had to respond, and they have responded magnificently. And we shouldn't forget that you guys are all part of that value and supply chain in ensuring the right funeral takes place uh, for a family. And there's always a family in the middle of this. And, and that's the really important thing. It's about giving the family what they want when they want to, and being able to facilitate that. Uh, and that comes back down to the coffee and offering the coffee choices. You know, yes, we've got this massive... Um, pandemic mm-hmm. why why should we take away people's options uh, indeed I, I don't think we have to no that's a fair point actually no i do get that um how do you see the next five years what are your big challenges as a manufacturer do you, do you think that far ahead oh <laughs> yes <laughs> and then so um we have to I, lead times on machinery return on investments on machinery these are um, they're not inexpensive um, acquisitions for the company. So we are always thinking ahead. From a, from a business perspective, COVID is COVID. Let's, let's just put that. Um, I think in the short term, once we're through COVID, there has to be a, a balancing of the natural death rate. The yeah. equilibrium will need to return, and that means that 
there will be, I think the industry will be quieter. That will present challenges for all businesses. We have to understand how we're going to deal with that. My personal opinion is you'll see a shift in, in the demand or the, the request from families. I've got two ideas, and one is that people will have gone through this almost funeral austerity where they've had 30 mourners and it's all been very much pared back. Yes. So, again, think about equilibrium. Will people stick with that? Or will it go the other way? And we may see a return to the more uh, elaborate events that the Victorians used to have. We have to be prepared for both. Every day and every funeral is different. It's one of the satisfactions yeah. of working with families mm -hmm. in that every funeral is 100% personal mm -hmm. and every funeral can be different. Thank you ever so much, Greg. Really appreciate your time. That was fascinating. And thank you for the insight into your world of coffin manufacturing. Really do appreciate that. Thank you. Absolute pleasure, Malcolm. Thank you for listening to another Partnership Podcast. As we come through this difficult winter, I'll continue speaking to funeral directors, associates, and anyone else who has an impact on your work. So if you would like to hear from someone or contribute yourself, please speak to me at malcolm.flanders at goldencharter.co.uk. All our past episodes are online at goldencharter.buzzsprout.com or any podcast app. Thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you again on the Partnership Podcast.